So in this video we're going to be talking to Simon Townsley, photographer, uh, about what it's like a, a day in the life of a photographer in uh, Ukraine covering a war. Is there such a thing as a day in the life, I imagine? Uh, Just I imagine not much uh, routine. Well, uh, I mean, there are some routine things. So I was, I'm always very keen on getting breakfast when I'm away. Mm. And, you know, um, that was quite hard to find sometimes. Right. So um, routine for me involved getting up and finding breakfast. And then um, we'd meet with whoever else, you know, the rest of the team, the fixer and the writer I was traveling with, and then we'd make a kind of plan for a day. We'd already made a plan the night before about what we might do, but overnight things change and then we might, you know, change yeah. to meet whatever was going on there or just firm it up, really. Yeah. And then we'd bemoan the lack of coffee and um, and we'd, we'd get in the car, make sure we had everything that we needed with us. So I'd normally go out with all the cameras and all the communications gear that I needed um, and all the body armour. Um, and then we, and then we head off to find enough fuel to, for the day, right? So that's a big thing. So the maximum amount of fuel we could put in the car at any one time is twenty liters. And is that because it was rationed? So yeah, it's restricted. Yeah. Like every now and then, you'd find someone who hadn't restricted it. But broadly speaking, if you could find it, then you'd get twenty liters. Right. So we were always keeping it topped up. And did you go sort of out and back? Did you have a base that you sort of returned to, or did you? Uh, did you sort of jump in sequence between different locations? You really tried to get back to the same place unless we were actually, you know, breaking camp and moving on to the next city. So we stayed in um, three, four different places while we were, when I was there. Um, and mostly I found it easier for us to be able to drive back to where we'd started from. Right. Um, and you'd often find stuff on the road to photograph. Yeah. So it was quite useful. Did you build up some... I know friendships is probably not the right word, but some contacts, uh, the, the person that you uh, bought breakfast from or the service station owner. Or... Yeah, we got pretty friendly with the people who are running the hotels. You know, that, I mean, it's a heck of a thing for these guys. And, you know, I make light of the fact that, you know, well, breakfast, that's a pain for me. But the reason that you couldn't get breakfast was um, because of the curfews. So the staff have to leave early. They can't get in early because they can't travel before 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning because they're a curfew, so they can't be there to set things up, and they've got their own families to worry about. So, you know, it's my problems were, like, tiny. Of I mean, these guys, yeah. they've got to live it, you know. And what were the curfews? So is it, is it dawn till dusk? Or... Yeah, broadly, yeah. Sort of, it depends where you are, they changed, but, yeah, broadly 7 till 7, yeah. 7 at night till 7 in the morning. You didn't really want to be out after dark anyway. Can't work. Yeah, yeah. And the... the Thinking about the, the people that you um, met there, the hotel owners and, and so forth, um, any stories that you remember that, uh, that endeared them to you or otherwise? Oh, they just, you know, there's always that struggle with the language, isn't there? And you're trying really hard to remember the word for something that you inevitably can't remember the word for. But, um, you know, they'd always be really kind and make a big effort. And, um, yeah, I really can't miss some of them. Yeah. yeah. So how do you handle the language? I point at other people's food. 
wanted some of that and then you kind of gradually work it up. And there's often, you know, you'll fix it with you to interpret and to right. help you get the food that you want. I had some great food while it was out there. Did you? It's fantastic. Um, dish called salo, which is um, um, pig fat, um, sort of herbed pig fat and salt. That doesn't sound calorific at all. No, very, very thin. Well, I did say this can't be good for you. I said, no, 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 it's very pure. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of surreal talking to you uh, about, you know, such a grave um, and serious situation. Um, And and then sort of the the regular everyday things like breakfast and your favourite meal and the hotel owners. Um, But I suppose that's the... You know that's the that's the contrast of yeah of life, isn't it? Well, that's what makes me um, very lucky to be there and not have to contend with the issues that everybody else there was having to deal with. You know, I mean, what an awful thing to be completely uprooted to have your home. You know, I met so many people who had left their homes; they never knew if they were ever going to get back to them. Never. And they had nothing with them. I mean, they had a bootload of stuff in the car. And this would be generally the, the, the women and, and children, right? Because the, the men had to stay. Well, the men well the men had to stay in the country, but the guys um, came out with their whole family. You know, the whole family would travel out together in this awful kind of situations. Um, and, and then they would try and get their families to safety, and then they would you know, either go back or, or go somewhere else to volunteer or, or, you know, they just had to be in the country. Absolutely heartbreaking. Well, we'll mm. continue to talk about some of these things in, uh, in this series for now. Thank you very much. Sure.